Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Wiegman. This week we got uh, Peyton Yersey is with us and uh, he's going to talk uh, a lot about some interesting stuff going on uh, about uh, Beaver Lake and everything from fishing to uh, fish habitat. So uh, yep. we'll jump right into it. Peyton's also a fishing guide here on uh, Beaver Lakes. We'll just add that all in, <laughs> all at once. That works. So uh, uh, tell us, uh, there's kind of a project that you've been kind of working on. Uh, what's what's that about? Uh, trying to establish uh, our local ramps with some cleaning stations, and one of them in particular that needs a courtesy dock. Right. So I've been pretty much talking to the core and the game of fish and getting with them, and it seems like we're finally moving forward. Uh, John Stein got back with me and said that he's put some stuff in a budget um, to get us cleaning stations and a courtesy dock. The main thing has really? been is we, 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 not, we, first we asked for the grinder stations. Uh-huh. We're seeing it all these small lakes and I'm like, why don't we have one of those here? Right. We, you know, we have, and tell them what a grinding station is. In so, case I mean, know. it's an entire uh, fish cleaning station. It's got four sides and it's got one center grinder in the middle that goes into a septic tank where you just throw your fish carcasses into that grinder and it grinds it up and it's deposited into that tank to, to, dissolved like a normal septic tank would and it's got a roof and it's got uh electric and water and they're just they're just amazing beautiful cleaning stations and they're uh, concrete yeah they're yeah concrete with and the stainless table with you know the fillet uh, boards the main thing is what we've had an issue with is those things are hard to maintain right and people like to non-fishermen probably like to throw cans and stuff in it just to see what it does Right. So that's the hardest setback has been who's going to maintain right. those machines. Uh-huh. And, I, and then after talking to John, John, I was like, well, I don't care if it has a grinder or not. I said, I right. just want a table, you know. Something to clean the yeah, fish. Yeah, yeah, just because we don't right. have nothing. We're all having to use tailgates now. And, right. You know, it's my main talking point was, you know, Northwest Arkansas's got money, and I'm going to pitch in the first thousand just to get it started. And right. I'm like, we need to have this. Uh-huh. Because everybody comes to me, where are we going to clean? Where, you know, we have nowhere to clean. And where, uh, where are the facilities? Where are you looking at? I'm trying to get one at Hickory Creek Park uh-huh. and 412 Bridge. Right. So, so. Uh, And the 412 Bridge is actually an Arkansas Game and Fish Commission yes. property that's down there. So the, the property's there. They don't even have to ask the Corps probably to, uh, to build on that. They probably do. <laughs> probably so. <laughs> but it's like uh, hopefully this, now that there's not going to be a grinder, then maybe we can get two of them built. At each right. place, and it'll speed things up too, without having to have a grinder, without yeah, having you just you just something down below it. Do your part to you know carry your fillets out, you know, uh-huh. your, your, or not your fillets, but your scraps. You know, throw them in the trash, right? Which we're doing now anyway. Uh huh. So that's the main thing, because I mean, we just got to have something. And that's this area of lake is the best crappie fishing yeah. area of the lake too. That's why I wanted it? on this side. I was like, let's not go build it up there at <laughs> Holiday Island, you know, or Prairie Creek. I said we need it right. here. We have nothing. That's right. So yeah, this is this is definitely the area for that. So yeah, that's and, good. And the main thing with the uh, courtesy ramp at four twelve was it's you know it's all rock, and our elderly generation of fishermen can't launch there very well without getting hurt. It's just too much rock for them. I've already heard of two broken legs, so I'm like, we've got right. to do something down at four twelve. Yeah, yeah, four twelve. That they definitely need something there. Yeah, they'll have to have something that they can move pretty quickly and something that's probably not as as you know, that's more 
built into the ground or right. anything because that actually can cover the parking lot when the water comes up. It so can, yeah. We're we're quite happy right now because as we look out over the lake, it's uh, you know, the lake's down. It is, I guess you could say, because it's not up. Yeah. So, <laughs> two thousand, I think it was two thousand five. I think is when they had the big flood where War Eagle Mill. Yeah. Almost, I don't know if it went over the bridge, but I I happened to actually see like something on Facebook, and it was showing uh, the water was just like hitting the. The, Second floor. Yeah, it was right in there on the bridge, though. Like, mm-hmm. it was just, like, any log that came got hung up right on the bridge. Yeah. And so, maybe that's something they can do in the future, make that a walking bridge, and then put a real bridge in somewhere, yeah. and maybe somewhere down That's a great destination there. for anglers, too, so. That's exactly right, so. Um, that gets us going on that. Uh, tell us, uh, tell us how the fishing's gonna how the fishing's going to roll out for the next couple oh, I, months. I think this year is going to be some of the best crappie fishing we've ever had by looking at our, our fish that have spawned. Uh-huh. The numbers we're seeing with, you know, the new live scope and live imaging uh, right. sonars. I mean, we're seeing just thousands of fish. I'm going up to boat docks, and I'm, I guarantee there's 1,500-plus fish on, underneath some of these boat docks. You might get yeah. three or four to bite before they realize right. something's going on, but that helps sustain the population. You just got to go to the That's- next spot. But I'm just seeing huge numbers of fish, and, and they're good. They're fat. And you, and you say that the other the other day I posted on uh, on uh, Sonar Fishing Fanatics, which is uh, a Facebook page I run that's on electronics, and there was a you just say American fish you tree bet. that was hanging down from it, and it's probably yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't put the location. But, <laughs> that's good. But They'll if you send them. me enough money. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, drop box we'll, right here. We'll tell you where they were, but it's actually sitting there up yeah. just north of here. And uh, and um, it shows what I didn't show was the first two I caught. Mm-hmm. They came off and they came off. They shot out of that tree and, and came. And then the third one, I was like, oh, man, I'm, I mean, I need to record this because yeah. this is cool. So then I put the recorder on, the one comes out there and just... Kind of looks at it and follows it, follows it all the way. And then I just slowly reeled it up, see if he was, how interested he was. But what do you do when they, that's a good question. What do you do when they follow it on a live scope, but you can't get them to, you can't get them to commit to get that strike? So I've been having to downsize for those. Uh-huh. I mean, going to what we call it an itty bit, right? Uh, baby shad or a slab hunter for Bobby Garland's uh, arsenal of baits, but that's what we've been having to use. And then sometimes use a funky color. Like it'll be yeah. clear, you know, perfectly clear water and you use a blood minnow. Wow. You know, it's just, it's just something you wouldn't think to throw with a pink head or, you know, just something like something awkward. Have, have you thrown that mayfly? Oh yeah. You got a new one. What's that called? It's the Bobby Garden mayfly. And oh, it, it comes is in, called mayfly. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh-huh. And it comes in its own packaging with scent. Right. So. And you like that? I do. I do like it a lot. And what so, kind of head, how big a head are you using uh, on that? You can use the uh, 164th or 16th. Oh. And uh, we're going to be pitching them in the spring on Roman Roman crappie, too. Roman crappie. So we'll probably put them on an uh, eighth-ounce head, even. Oh, really? Yeah, eighth and a quarter. I mean, it just depends on how we have to throw it at them. So boat docks are going to be good. Kind of lay it out when you're going to catch your roamers first. No, so, so how does the, our, our, the season Our go? white crappie really haven't started migrating yet. It's something I have figured out over the years. Uh-huh. So we have white crappie that come up from the big end of the lake. Oh, really? And 
because I mean I call it the great crappie migration because there'll be big ones, really, and lots of them. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And but right now, while this water's cold, I tend to lean more towards the black crappie. And right now, you can catch black crappie obviously around boat docks, uh, uh-huh. pole timber, half zone, and right. laydowns. We even catch them with a the bobber right now around laydowns. Really, them our black crappie love cold water, and they'll come up shallow. I, you know, sometimes I'll come to a boat dock and I can see them all, you know, six, 12 inches under the surface, just sitting there sunning. Right. So, and that's a perfect time to pitch a bobber in there. Right. Any that's certain it. color bobber? Uh, I like the black one. You know that <laughs> <laughs> I like to match the I was wondering if you're going to give yeah. your little secret. Oh out yeah. There. I don't, I don't like them looking at the bobber. So if you have an orange bobber and you know, a, right. You know, a certain color bait, you know, I don't want them looking at the bobber. So you want a, uh, the old black bobber. <laughs> <laughs> it works out pretty good. It does. That, it, it does. And when you learn how to pitch them in there, it's that's even better. Right. And so you're, um, so you're you're fishing those before the migration. So you're yeah. fishing a lot of boat docks, standing timber. Yeah. What else do you have? What happens after when the migration starts? Then what do you usually about on? What uh, area? End of January and February. Right uh-huh. now, I'm focused on Mid Lake because that's where all them big black crappie come up. Right now, they come up Mid Lake in that right. clear water. They're not really getting messed with because, you know, all, all of our normal crappie fishermen are still down here on this end. Right. You know, the river rats is what they like to be called. Uh-huh. So That's I go right. up there and, you know, all them black crappie that haven't been messed with all year are up feeding. So it's easy pickings, uh-huh. what I call it. But about into January into February, then we start seeing a lot of these big white crappie start moving up. And right. I will actually start seeing them up there roaming first. Right. And then they'll work their way into Horseshoe Bend and Montanay, and then they'll continue up the river. And then Hickory Creek will just go Hickory Creek, uh, or Big Hickory, it's called. Right. It'll just go crazy. And just, to, just, and one day, they won't be nothing in there. Next day, you go right. in there, and there are just thousands of them. Tell us about roamers. What are they? In case people aren't crappie fishermen, they don't know so, what roamers are. We call them roamers now because we're out there with live imaging, live imaging sonar, seeing uh-huh. individual, or I, I like to call wolf packs, four right. or five. And they're usually big crappie, and all they're doing is running around feeding like white bass. I mean, they're just going through schools of shad and eating anything they can find. So we'll, right. and we call them Roman because it's just like they're, they're doing nothing but just swimming around. So there's, that's why we kind of call them roamers. Right. So we can individually target those fish with live imaging and pitch on them and get those fish to react and bite our baits. So what are you pitching? What are you using for a rod to pitch to them? I, I use a B&M uh, brush cutter. Okay. And that's what it's called. It's a, a 10 or 12 foot. Right. Uh, and then I'm also using the um, the new B&M uh, crappie wizard uh, rod. And uh, I, I, a lot of guys are liking the 14 and 16 footers, but it hurts right. my arm trying to pitch out there all day. So I like right. a shorter a shorter pole for that. Uh-huh. So usually a, a 6 to a 10 foot pole is what I use. I got you. Most of the time. And line, what are you using for uh, line? Eight pound. Eight pound. Yep. I, I Monofilament, use, high viz. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, not mm-hmm. high-vis. I don't like high-vis. I like uh, oh. the low-vis green. Oh, all right. That's my go-to. I use low-vis green year-round. Uh-huh. So I tried braid for a while, but I got tired of it tangling at the tip. So, right. <laughs> so but. That's that's what I hear. I, I like braid. I do, too, but it's right. just it's frustrating when it ties. Mm-hmm. When it's in a knot, it's in a knot. Yeah. So. It kind of takes you away from fishing time. Yeah, yeah I'll have three poles back there knotted up. <laughs> I finally have to take a break. So. But yeah, them them roamers should. I mean, I know they're already catching some up here around Oregon Marina. I've been hearing that. So right. But uh, I call them the uh, ones that live here year round. So that's right. They don't. They, they don't. Yeah, move they're back they're the, your forth. normal. You know, ten to twelve inches. And the, and they look different on the graph, don't they? 
compared to you know like white bass and stuff picking them out right yeah i look they look little footballs is what they uh-huh. look like to me so it depends on how you're angled on them with your your imaging right but but when you start seeing them big footballs that's when you know them 14 16 inches are up here now Right, and don't be confused if 30 or 40 of them come in all yeah. at one time. Those might be white bass. And what's cool is, <laughs> yeah, what's cool is sometimes uh, bl- you'll see black crappies school up like that, and they'll be big ones. Right. So. Yeah, that that's the cool deal. When, they, when they're roaming, I think that's fun. Then then after roamers, what are you going to go to? Then what are you targeting? So uh, I would say about end of April, May, then roamers start moving back towards Horseshoe Bend. Uh-huh. Back to the main lake. So we pretty much chase them all the way back on pole timber. Right. And then old Greg, you know, old Greg, he, uh-huh. he likes to target them with crankbaits. Right. So, so, I mean, that that end of April, May is crankbait time. That's right. They'll yeah, start, we're getting into that. Yeah, they'll start feeding on so, them uh, bluegill and stuff. Right. So. And then pole timber, good example, Eden's Bluff has pole oh, timber. Oh, Eden's Bluff's on. always like a good. a good example of yeah. what, if, if you're looking for a spot, in general, the south end of Eden's Bluff and then going around the corner there, there's another bluff. I don't know if that has a all, name All it, around but, Horseshoe Bend, all the way up through Joe's yeah. Creek. I yeah. mean, it's never ending. It always replenishes itself. Yeah. You can't catch them all. Yeah, no, so, no, mean, and they stock some too. Yeah, we're this working year, with so. Game Fish on that. I'm gonna try uh-huh. to do that again this year and get a bunch of these big females up there again. Because right. that first year we did it, we took all these Roman females and they spawned out over five hundred thousand. Crappie population, fantastic! Oh right man, now. phenomenal on phenomenal. Like, and that some of that has to do with the high water we've had mm-hmm. like past five years. So I'm not betting against we don't get high water. Yeah, I mean we just hadn't got it. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to see it all in the bushes it's for coming. the whole spawn. It seems like every year, right when they're starting to spawn, it gets drained down. So right. the year in the bushes would be really good, too. It, I'd never put it past Mother Nature has yeah. more of a play on that or not. So I think it was oh, 08 or 09 when we could go up in War Eagle and pit, just hold it down over the buck brush. Right. And they'd yeah, just slam was... it. So <laughs> that's, when, that's when it gets really up there. It gets there really far. So. Mm-hmm. But uh, so yeah. and then um, and then by then you're back into the summer pattern in there. And that so. that summer pattern of the uh, fish on pole timber will last all summer. Right. They'll they will be on that. There'll still be some roaming and stuff out here, but it's. I'm it, one of those guys that like uh, crankbaits. I like trolling crankbaits. Yeah. That's that's keeps like, you cooler. Yeah, it keeps you cooler. It gives you lots of stuff to do. Yeah. Because it's always, you know, the action's pretty good. And, and actually, you know, I just go out of the marina. I just start. I don't have to go very far. Yeah. I, I can be fishing already. Well, and, and you can one, catch so. everything, too. It's out there, even not on purpose. I mean, that's it's... right. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not too. I don't like catching those big uh, catfish when no. they get in there and tangle all the other rods. But Break all your hooks. Break, <laughs> break all your yep. hooks. Yeah. That's right. Slime the line. Well, that takes us up to Tackle Time. Tackle yep. Time sponsored by uh, Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits. So you can check them out online. Uh, they have everything. Catch uh, catfish, uh, crappie, walleye, bass, white bass, stripers, everything that swims on beaver, pretty much. Yep. You can catch them on that. So you can check them out there. Uh, we'll put a plug in for American Fish Tree. Matt does a good job. 
And Peyton does his uh, task of uh, sometimes putting them some places out there uh, in the water. So, yeah, you'll find them on boat docks for sure. That's, that's right. <laughs> that's the best so, place for them. You only need one, too. It'll attract all of them. That's right. So uh, so you can check uh, check his stuff out, too. So that's good stuff. Peyton, if they wanted to find out more about uh, your guide service, where would they uh, go to? I'd Peyton Usher Fishing on Facebook. All right. You can and, also message me with any questions you have about Beaver Lake. Yep, and also, uh, how about um, uh, the fish cleaning stations? John Stein's a good contact. Yep, or Benjamin Batten uh, at the uh, Little Rock office. Okay, so check them out. Arkansas Game and Fish Commission is uh, is their thing. I think it's just uh, Ar- A- agfc.com. AGFC. Yep, and so you can check that out there. So Real good folks. Yep, so do that. Make sure you check out Peyton, and like I always like to end the show, make sure you keep your hooks sharp and your lures in the water. <laughs> <laughs>